0: Hey everyone, this is Tony, Dungeon Master of DD Raw. And before we begin, I just wanted to say: if you enjoy DD RAW, we would love it if you would support us on Patreon to hear new exclusive content and updates before anyone else. By contributing as little as $1 per month, patrons enable us to dedicate more time to creating episodes. Our higher-level patrons get access to DMs notes, outtakes from our episodes, the chance to add an item or NPC to a DD RAW episode and even to join our monthly patron game. We wanted to thank all of our Adventure Tier and above patrons for their support this month. So thank you, Jeremy Kleinhans, a Linux fan, and Dark Queasy, and a very special thanks to our Producer Tier patron, Roy, for serving as a producer on this episode. To find out more about how you can join this list of outstanding people, go to patreon.com slash dndraw. If you're not able to support DND Raw on Patreon, we would love it if you leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Now on to episode 9 of Serviceable Plots. You do serve the god of death. With me today are the following players.
1: Hi, I'm Bethany, and I'll be playing Belinda Walsingham, the half-elf awakened mystic.
2: Hi, I'm Adam, and I will be playing Akiva Konshu, the Shadar-Kai Hexblade Warlock.
3: Hi, I'm Mike, and I'll be playing Scrib Whitecliff,
4: the human mastermind rogue. Hi, I'm Giuseppe, and I'll be playing Valen Blackwater, an Azimar monk paladin. <laughs>
0: Last time, the party left the city of Amaran and began their journey back to the Vremer Empire and on to Orenthal. With the prophecy set aside for now, they came across the Red Sash Bandits, who remembered dealing with Akiva and Valen before. While Belinda caused their leader to have a migraine, she and Valen worked together in order to convince the bandits to leave a heavily wounded Githzerai alone. After healing their new traveling companion, Doc, he told them that demons were running amok across the plains and that he was here to warn whoever he could. The party decided that they would bring Doc along and try and get him to people who could do a lot more with the information than they could. As they arrived in the town of Farivale, while Valen, Doc, and Zolas went over to a shrine of Vumera, Scriv, Belinda, and Akiva went to get them rooms at the inn, where they met an old blind woman, who upon first speaking to Akiva asked him what he was doing on this plain. This is where we pick up with the party. Uh, I'm sorry? She's staring at you. I was like, I know you heard the question, Shadar Kai. What are you doing on this plane? It, it. How do you know I'm a Shadar Kai? Your red eyes are a giveaway. But you can't see. <sighs> she smiles a little bit.
1: So just to clarify, Belinda and Skriever, we're standing like right You're right, right here, behind right? her. We're, we're, we know this is happening.
2: Yeah. So I'll kind of just say- Well, ma'am, I, um, I guess you would call me a permanent resident? Her eyes narrow slightly. Yeah, I've been here for about a year and a half now.
1: Excuse me, can we help you with something? You seem to be asking questions that are rather personal.
2: These are my traveling companions, Belinda and Scriv.
0: Uh, pleasure. And she just nods towards each of you.
1: My apologies.
0: I can recognize a Shadar Kai when I see one. That's not
1: normal. So, DM, I would like to use my Assess Foe's ability.
0: Okay. So, as a bonus action, you analyze the aura of a creature you can see, learn the current hit point total, and which of the following would you like to learn?
1: I would like to learn if she has any vulnerabilities.
0: She does not have any vulnerabilities.
1: Okay. Current HP.
0: Uh, 72.
1: Okay. Not a regular old lady.
0: No. <laughs> <Yo. laughs> Are we currently
2: kind of just standing there dumbfounded? Or are we walking to the counter?
0: You were just standing. I mean, are you are you leading her to the counter? Yeah,
2: I'm leading her to the counter. Okay.
0: So you walk up to the counter. There's a little bell actually on the counter. There's no one immediately around, but you hear some noise in the room off to your right. And then there's a stairway that is off to your left. You know, to the right is a dining hall area where they kind of have family style meals. Um, all of the rooms are pretty much upstairs. DM? Yes, Griff? I would like to help. What are you helping?
3: I'm going to ring the bell to hopefully get an exit out of this awkward conversation.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, Tony, we did not get her name yet, right? You have not. Sorry, I believe our friend Akiva here has introduced us. What is your name? I go bye-bye, dear. A pleasure
0: to meet you. You go bye-bye? She'll turn to, to you, Scriven. I mean, sometimes, dear.
3: That's a very nice name. Thank you. Well,
2: did you just need help getting to the counter, or...
0: I assume someone could escort me to a room.
2: Okay. Yeah. Do you already have your room? I can help you. Oh, no. I I need to get
0: one, dear.
1: Okay. So, Akif has been very helpful to you. I hope you will return a favor to us and not share what you've realized with others.
0: If he's honest, and he is a permanent resident of this plane.
2: For the foreseeable future, yes. Question. Why do you care? I mean, I'm
3: fine answering your questions. I'm just curious.
2: <laughs> oh, that's simple, Death Elf. Oh. I mean, we don't really like being called that.
3: The way that she said permanent resident kind of reminds me of something. I'm going to stop ringing the bell a- as fervently as I have been. Wait a minute. Belinda.
1: Yes?
3: He has no paperwork.
1: This is true. I'm going to say telepathically to Scrib: this is not a regular old woman.
3: I look at her. I would like to assess this old woman as a threat.
0: <laughs> so you want to see how much of a threat she is? Yes. Okay, go ahead and roll insight. 25. Okay. Was that a natural 20?
3: That was a natural 19.
0: Okay. Oh! Sorry.
3: I do not get to gaze into the iris. <laughs>
0: no, no, I'm just checking. It would have made a difference. Of course So, it would. she is incredibly difficult to read, and she seems like a a little old lady, but with everything else that's going on, the fact that she comments on seeing things, her motions- you definitely notice like as she's walking to the to the counter with a Kiva, it's the barest hint of an exaggeration of pretending to be an old lady. But you sense no hostile intent, but she's definitely not all she appears to be.
3: I mean, she's obviously taking care of herself and she's experienced in the world. She's gone around the block a couple of times. I'm not really seeing she's been around. Well, no, she's an elder. I Given the place that I've come from, others are treated with respect.
0: So, by about this point, you see, since Scriv had been hidden the the bell, an older man is coming out from a small back room. You recall this is the owner of the inn, Caden Bursk. He's got long, curled blonde hair, brown eyes. He's about five feet tall, pretty lean, but you know has a slight bend to his back, bit of an older guy. Ah, uh, yes. Um, are we doing rooms for everyone tonight? Yes, I think two
2: rooms for myself and my traveling companions. And then you also need a room by, uh, I'm imagining for yourself, ma'am. So three rooms in total.
0: Um, All right. Uh, It is two silver per room. And then I'll just go ahead and
2: slide up like five silver.
1: Oh, you're paying?
2: Yeah.
3: Oh, that's very nice of
1: him. DM, I'd like to make a a check on the name By
0: Roll a history check.
2: Actually, can I, because I realize we have some other traveling companions, can we make that four rooms? And then I'll just give him another two silver.
1: I rolled a six. (laughs) So. You're not
0: sure if you've ever heard it before. Odd name, though.
1: So, bye. You're traveling alone?
0: Yes, dear. Where are you going to? I go to places that I find interesting, wherever the wind might take me. Have you been to Bearapol? Once or twice. It's lovely, isn't it? It is. Fascinating place. Yeah, and the springs are really nice, too. Rejuvenating. Mm-hmm. I, I just
3: look over at Belinda. She's really nice. I don't- Oh, gosh. Like, she-
1: Belinda's going to be telepathically, like, do not trust this woman.
2: Well, in the meantime, I've, I've actually already
0: paid for her room.
1: <laughs> yeah, you yeah. can
0: <laughs> And there's now four keys that were given to you, Akiva.
2: Okay, I will take three of the keys. I will hand her one. Here's your key. Um, I will go ahead. I
0: can help you walk into your room. That's all right, dear. I-, I... And she kind of smells like, "Mm, I can smell some food in the next room. I'm quite hungry, in fact. Okay. Do you want me to help you walk to a table? Please and thank you. That'd be most generous of you. Okay. And then I'll hold out my arm again.
1: Yeah. Bye, are you not worried about the dangers of traveling by yourself along these roads? I mean, there's these bandits we've encountered called the Red Sash. It seems like, you know- Maybe you should have traveling companions or something. It's unusual to see a woman traveling alone.
0: Oh, I'm quite all right, dear. I tend to be able to take care of myself, and most bandits don't deal with a little old lady. They'll try to pickpocket me, but I don't tend to have much on me that they like.
1: Belinda, could I have a word? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Akiva, I guess you want to go grab a table, get some food? I believe it's served family style. Yep, no problem. All right,
3: get the keys. Let's just take some of our gear up to the rooms.
0: Okay. So we're going to pause on you guys for a second. Mm -hmm. And we're going to jump over to Valen, who approaches a fairly plain building with a few simple windows in the front. You notice like a little garden kind of off to the side of the temple itself. You walk in. And you see a lot of imagery of people farming. You see some of hunting. You see towards the back by an altar a lot of like gardening tools, as well as kind of slung up behind uh, along the back wall, several hunting bows and, and stuff like that. There are four people currently in the shrine. You know all of them. They were here last time. There is the priestess, who is a triton. Really? Uh, a female triton.
4: What? Oh. Awesome.
1: You're like, man, this shrine rocks.
0: (laughs) She's a little older, uh, long, curled gray hair. She's got a deep blue skin, very muscular. Her name is Burnine, and she's there with her three acolytes. They are all human. Solis removes his hat when you walk in, and you see he grips his uh, holy symbol that hangs from from his neck. And kind of just bows his head initially as he walks in. Burnham kind of comes up and says, Welcome 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 please bask in the presence of vumera come within her garden and she offers you uh you see uh pews kind of on either side that you can go and sit
4: i'll just bow lightly at her and there is there is an altar i can go there is the an offering. altar okay yes. then first things first i will just go up grab a single gold and she is harvest?
0: Yeah, she's kind of nature in general, which is is a little bit like both agriculture and then the wilds itself. She's a little, she's changeable.
4: So I'll pull out my uh, side knife and I'll prick my thumb, put some blood on the coin and just mutter life for life, put it on the altar and then I'll go sit.
0: You see Zolas kind of take a few moments and you notice like right before he came in, he reached down and like scooped up some dirt, comes up to the altar, places it and just does a slight bow towards it, and then goes and sits in a pew as well, and seems to just focus.
4: Cool. Who's next?
0: All right. Since Scriv and Belinda are going upstairs, Akiva's is a little bit more immediate as you go into the next room. Oh, boy. (laughs) you see a a pretty plain room little oil lanterns have all been lit around and you see sitting there five people being waited on by one of the members of the Bursk family who run the inn this is Muriel short woman very skinny curled brown hair as well she's just going about and putting up what looked to be large plates of stuffed salmon there's turnips and peas and all sorts of stuff on the table the other people there Four of them seem to be wearing a chain shirt. You see some weapons kind of tucked off into the corner. All of them have a symbol on their right shoulder. You see what looks like a red handprint with only four fingers visible. The fifth figure doesn't have this symbol on him, but he is wearing full plate. Can I
2: make any sort of check? to see if I recognize that symbol?
0: I'll let you do a history check in just one second. The figure that doesn't have that symbol is about six foot tall, pretty muscular half-elf with like scars all across his jaw and cheek. And they're all talking.
2: Okay, so I will roll history. A
0: history check to see if you recognize that. 15? Okay, you have. As it's a symbol that Valen's talked about. These are the red men. It is a mercenary group that Valen was a part of for some time.
2: Okay, so then yeah, I will walk by over to a table. I'll pull out a chair here. You can sit if you want.
0: Thank you, dear. And uh, you get nods from everybody around the table as they continue. And you hear them talking about that they still have several days of travel ahead of them. Okay. You get the, the snippets of conversation that's like, oh, they're headed to Amaran.
2: Okay. So then, yeah, I, I just for note, I did try to get one of the bigger tables since I know
0: we have. Oh, there is experiment. only one table. It's massive.
2: Never mind. Okay, cool. (laughs) So then I'll just
0: kind of sit down next. As soon as you sit, Muriel kind of comes up, puts a couple of clean plates in front of you, and please serve yourselves. There's plenty more coming. Thank you. And I'll give her a silver as like a tip. Thank you. And kind of stares in surprise and pockets it quickly. So
2: then, yeah, I will actually... Are you hungry? Can I get you a plate?
0: No, I can serve myself, dear. Thank you. Okay. Don't worry. No problem. So how did you become a permanent resident on this plane? And for the sake of brevity, are you going to share the story? Yeah, basically 100%. So that's going to be happening.
2: I mean, I don't mention the entity. I just summarize, oh, there's a thing happened. I've been kind of banished since creative differences.
0: So Belinda, Scriv, you go upstairs. You know where the rooms are. You're able to find them quickly enough. There's a couple of the other members of the, the Bursk family here who are... There, if they say, "Oh, just let me know if you need anything," as they're moving about, kind of tidying up, lighting some oil lanterns as the sun's going down and
1: the rain is getting louder. Okay, so what is your problem with the old lady? I don't have a problem with the old lady. I've just never given her the
3: stink eye, like she killed your family or something.
1: My family's fine. No. I don't trust people easily. So the default is to not trust. And you didn't notice that the whole conversation was very strange.
3: She's old. I mean, yeah, that's a but she's
1: like, hello, you are a Shinar Kai. I could tell though I'm blind.
3: I just figured she had some sort of extrasensory thing going on.
1: Yes, which would be not normal. And I'm pretty good at assessing people. She's Definitely very advanced for a woman of her age in her abilities.
3: Given the fact that she's old, traveling alone can have some sort of extrasensory perception and recognizes someone like Akiva from, well, pseudo sight.
1: Yeah. Yes. And this is not concerning to you at all.
3: Not my soup, not my onions. Like, she's not- assaulting anyone she's asking a couple of questions about akiva if she's some sort of ancient sage or something if that's what you're worried about then i guess she's within her rights but she's not brandishing a fireball and saying be gone
1: okay let's not be melodramatic i'm just saying i don't like coincidences and we have traveling with us two visitors for lack of a better word from other planes our goal was to not draw attention and we have made it into the inn to immediately be spotted it doesn't feel like a coincidence to me
3: let's make a deal if we sit down to dinner and she happens to be there and she brings up this entire are you a native of this plane thing to doc who has been notoriously quiet throughout this entire interaction then okay maybe there's something going on Otherwise, it's just an old lady who wanted a young strapping death elf to help her to the desk and around everywhere else. Because, I mean, he jumped on that immediately.
1: Yeah, he's extremely helpful. Here's the thing. There's always something going on.
3: And I agree with that. Very much so. However, there are a lot of people here. And I don't think if she was planning something malevolent that she would do it so overtly.
1: No, I think she's toying with us.
3: To do what, though?
1: I don't know. I just think we should be on our guard.
3: <sighs> well, I'm not sleeping tonight.
1: <sighs> no. And by now, Akiva's probably told her his whole life story, so I guess we better head down there. He
3: does have a tendency to do that, don't you think? I thought you said he shouldn't do that.
1: I believe I've said so multiple times, and yet he just can't help it. He just wants to share so badly that no amount of prudence will stop him.
3: Could you actually go and just get me some food after your? Done eating? I'm gonna stay up here and work on some stuff. Yeah, sure. You good? Uh, Yeah, no, it's just that her comment about being a native of the plane made me realize that they don't have paperwork. Not just Akiva, but Valen and Doc.
1: Valen probably does. I mean, he's traveled a lot in and out of the Empire, so I I assume he's prepared. But who knows with Akiva, I would assume.
3: Well, at least Akiva and Doc don't have paperwork, so I'll just...
1: That's 100% true.
3: This is my job. I looked over enough paperwork as a Scrivener, so I'll just sit up here and come up with some, I don't know, pilgrimage papers or something.
1: So as... Belinda, I'd like to sort of sketch out what it should look like because I'm pretty familiar with these sorts of paperwork for citizens, non-citizens, resident aliens, etc. Yep. So I'll just sort of like, okay, then it sort of should be formatted like this, cover this information, that sort of thing. Yeah, and
3: it usually has the sort of weight in in just the inkage and everything else. So we we talk fonts for a bit, just general design.
1: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And yeah. All right. And then I will go downstairs to check in on Akiva and get a plate of food for Scriv.
0: We're best friends now.
1: (laughs) Oh, gosh.
0: (laughs) Basically, Akiva's, his his story's not that long in terms of how he summarizes it. So he would have been finished and Bai would just kind of look at you, Akiva. Oh, that's good. I was concerned that you might know something that the rest of us don't. As a death elf, your people tend to go about and watch death.
2: Yeah, that wasn't really ever something that I got chosen for because of my principles and how I worship my god. But yeah, I mean, so far, no big deaths have happened.
0: Belinda, you're in the room now by this point.
1: So I come in as he's going, no big deaths have happened. <laughs> is that yep. what Belinda hears? Great.
0: Which it's drowned uh, out slightly by the talk from the other guards in the room, but-
2: So then as I see her coming, so I'll be like, so I know we talked about this, but she seems like a special case since she already knew I was a Kai. so I kind of already told her everything.
1: Well, Bai, you seem to be a very special woman that Akiva has decided to trust you with his life story.
0: He just seems like the talkative sort.
1: He does love to share. Well, Akiva... You know, can't change who you are. I'm
2: working on it, I promise. But she's she she called me out, like, right away, so I'm like, okay, she's different. Okay, I'm sorry. I'll stop.
0: Is your friend joining us as she kind of looks up at you, Belinda?
1: I'm actually going to get some food for Scriv. He's got work to do, so I'm sorry he won't be joining us, but I'm sure our conversation will be interesting regardless.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. And she's just picking at her food.
1: All right, I will ask, was it Muriel? Yes, I will flag Muriel over. Yes. Would you be willing to take a plate of food up to my companion, Scriv, in his room? He's working.
0: Of course. She puts a plate down for you, and you see her head off into the kitchen to go grab another plate. She walks out and takes some food off the table, it onto the plate, and heads out.
2: i right. also kind of just nudge Belinda and just make her aware that there are other people in the room that they seem to be mercenaries of the Red Hand, which Valen used to run with. Red men. Wait, red how, men. how are you red telling men.
1: me this? With, your, with a nudge, or are you literally yeah, telling me Yeah, like I nudge this? you
0: on the arm, and then... And then
1: you're like, hey! <sighs> okay. Well, is Bai just focusing on her food, or does she seem to be eager to talk? Right now, she's eating. I will eat my food, and <coughs> just sort of do my typical peruse the room, see what's going on.
0: It's been a bit of time. By about this point, Valen, Zolus stands up, puts his hat back on, and is like, oh... We've been on the road a while. I suppose we should get something to eat.
4: Absolutely. Pretty sure I smell fish, so dinner time.
0: (laughs) Sounds good to me. You guys turn and walk out. You notice Doc was actually kind of more towards the entrance of the place and had his head just bowed slightly. As you come up, he picks up and follows you guys out of the shrine. You head out. It is pouring rain, but the two buildings aren't far from each other. You quickly rush over and are able to get inside. As you walk in, you know the dining area is just to the right of the main entrance. Walk in as... Belinda, Kiva, an old woman, and five other people armored, and you do recognize that four of them bear the mark of the Red Men.
4: I'm just smiling and nodding, but how old are any of them?
0: They're all pretty young.
1: Tony, would Belinda know who the Red Men are? Roll history. 14.
0: Okay, yeah, you would have heard of them. They're the mercenary group that goes around and does just odd jobs here and there, helping out as needed, for pay.
1: No shame in that. That's literally what we're doing. Yep. <laughs> so, bye. Yes, dear. Where are you traveling to?
0: Oh, around. I tend to try and listen for places of interest.
1: So, by these are our traveling companions. So, gesture. I assume they're walking up.
0: She kind of like looks up. You see the milky white eyes focus on on each of them for a moment. Interesting.
1: A pleasure to meet you all. Hey, buddy.
2: This
4: is Bye. She's really nice so far. <laughs> Akiva, when is the last time you met anyone that you didn't think was nice? I mean, yes, that's true. She figured out it was Shadarkai. No offense, ma'am. What? Oh, hmm.
1: He didn't like the bandits that we just met, Akiva. Oh,
4: right. I forgot. He did like the bandits when we first met them. What? Yeah. Oh. Anyway, yeah. interesting news that would explain why your mask is off.
1: Also,
2: bye. I would like to note, we don't love being called death
1: elves. Oh, No.
0: My apologies. You do serve a god of death. This is true.
2: It's just, it it brings with it a bad taste. Connotation. Connotation.
4: Wait, you understand connotation now? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Selectively, I believe.
4: Selectively. All right, well, fish. Doc, what do you eat?
0: This, this will work, I believe.
4: Great, great. I honestly did not know. Who do we talk to to get some plates?
0: It's only another moment before you see Muriel come down and- see all of you. Oh, uh, one moment. And she kind of rushes about and gets a couple more plates, puts some glasses in front of you and says, please dig in.
4: I'll also pass her a silver. Akiva's (laughs) gotta learn it somewhere.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Man, you guys are just throwing money around. I guess I would say to buy. So, you're just traveling around. Uh, What are you looking for? I know we're all looking for things. I'm looking for
0: fantastic things. Interesting things. I go wherever the wind takes me. Doc, by the way, at this point, just kind of is like, my apologies but i might simply take some food up to do, do we have a room
2: yes i actually zolus if you don't mind sharing i got three rooms for all of us one for me valen belinda scrive and then zolus of uk was training room with
0: doc that that's fine by me okay so here's y'all's room key doc takes the key thank you and he grabs some food and heads out of the room
4: Rest well, new friend.
1: (laughs) (laughs) New companion that we're like, hey, what do you eat?
0: You do notice Bai kind of like head tilts as he walks away and then goes back to the rest of the room.
1: So Bai, you're a very perceptive woman. Thank
0: you. It comes with age, dear.
1: Oh, so it's uh, something you've developed over time?
0: Yes, dear.
4: And if so, how long does that take to learn? Because I've still got some years ahead of me and that seems useful.
0: You may get some before the end. And she just kind of smiles. You have plenty of life ahead of you. Don't worry.
1: You say that with such confidence. I just
0: get a feeling about people. So
4: bye, was it? Yes, dear. Traveler to traveler, where where have you coming
1: from? What What's
4: out there? Well, I've been showing this one, and I pointed to Kiva, the sites for a year and a half now, and we've covered most of the interior empire. This is actually our first foray out with him in tow. So? What's good? I've
0: found some interest in the east. I hear there's a lot happening in Amaran. I'm curious what else is happening elsewhere, but...
4: Well, the fires are all put out, so it's not that uh, we're heading west.
0: Ah, well, my apologies. You might miss some interesting things. I can't say for certain.
4: Interesting in what way? I'm not sure yet.
1: Why, if I can be so bold, what deity do you serve? You seem to have abilities that... <laughs> <laughs> No, dear. Sorry, so- so you don't serve anyone? No, dear. I mean, that's not unheard of. I mean, it's unusual for people of exceptional abilities, which By seems to have things beyond that, which you'd expect for a woman who just travels alone. I don't know.
4: Most of the spellcasters I've ever known in my life didn't serve any particular deities. They tended to be very- I'm just gonna say narcissistic. They're very much about their own abilities.
0: That is very true. They tend to be very into what they can do.
1: Alright, bye. What do you want from us?
4: I feel like I missed a lot of context as to why we're-
1: Linda, that was a
0: little rude. (laughs) I don't want anything from you all, dear.
2: Okay. That implies you do want something from somebody else, though.
0: I go to where things are interesting.
1: What's interesting here? I don't know yet. What brought you to this inn on this night? It's
0: storming outside, dear. It's not good to stay out. The rain, by the way, has been picking up. There's actually some, you hear thunder kind of off in the distance as well.
4: As long as we're being paranoid, I'm just going to continue eating and also just check to make sure she's not a fiend. I don't think she is because she's been too polite, but...
1: Fiends can be polite. Yeah, but normally
4: they're also pretty straightforward about what they want.
0: What does your ability say again?
4: I can detect good and evil until the end of my next turn. I can sense anything affected by the hollow spell, know the location of any celestial, fiend, or undead.
0: And this is your innate paladin ability, right? Yeah. Okay, you detect a fiend within 60 feet of you.
4: Okay, where... I know the location of any celestial fiend or undead within 60 feet, unless they're behind total cover. That is an important point.
0: Okay. You don't know the location.
4: Oh. Oh. oh
0: you know there is a fiend within 60 feet of you.
4: Well, darn it. Okay. Well, conversation over. <laughs> so, this has been great. Belinda, I appreciate your paranoia. Bye. I don't know what you are, how old you are. I'm kind of liking it, though. It's creepy, but I've that's fine. Everyone, quietly, quietly. Lean in, lean in.
0: Okay. Okay. By kind of like just goes. Perhaps I should leave you all to whatever this is.
4: No, you you can you can stay here. You know you know lots of creepy things. It's it's all right. I'll <laughs> go rest. There's a fiend here of some sort, and I'm gonna kill him. Okay. Who's coming with?
0: You know I'm in. But
1: I'd like to go get Scriv.
4: By by the way, is is leaving. Akiva, do you want to lead by to her room?
0: Oh, Baia's just booked it? Baia's like gotten up and was walking away as you're kind of like, no, no, it's okay. But she was already getting up and leaving.
4: Be polite. Take her to her room. Go get Scriv. I'm going to find this thing. Okay. I've got your back.
1: Okay, wait. Akiva's going to get Scriv or Akiva's sticking with Valen.
4: Akiva's going to take the nice old lady up because it's polite. Okay.
1: And then you might as well get Scriv. So I will stay with Valen then.
0: Okay. So I'll get up Valen and and Zolas.
1: Yes.
4: Because I assume Zolas... Is in on this.
0: Yeah, Zolus is now like, okay. As I'm walking with Bai, can I be like, did you know that there's a fiend with your keen senses? Okay, so you're catching up to Bai as she was walking out yeah. of the room. Okay. I figured
2: I already caught up to him and was like, here, let me help you to your room.
0: No, you walk up to her and you catch up to her. And as soon as you say that, she vanishes from sight. <laughs>
1: what? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tony.
0: Oh, okay. Did they see her vanish? Nope. Like, l- she left Are the Vayle room. and Belinda already gone? Well, Vela and Belinda, you guys were going where? You were staying put.
4: Yeah, I need to get up and start walking around. I've got five more attempts to find this thing.
0: Okay. You gotta
2: ping the room. Um, so can they see me from where they're standing at?
0: I mean, now that they're following you out. Zolas, by the way, kind of like taps your arm, Belinda, briefly and just gestures like his head to the side, kind of implying like he wants to talk to you.
1: Okay. Yeah. I'll be like, okay.
2: So you'll turn around. You'll see my arms raised and my face like she's gone. So I will actually tug on my earring like, Scriv, get down here.
0: So I'm going to jump to Scriv briefly. So you were focusing on trying to get paperwork. What specifically were you getting with all this?
3: My concern is that we come across a couple of guards while we're trying to enter the Vremur Empire's territory properly. And then they look at the dude with pale skin, red eyes, and then the green spaceman. Yellow. Yellow, green. I just wanted to get them some paperwork to give an excuse for why they're with us.
0: Okay.
1: Tony does what I did count as help
0: yes do me a favor and roll with advantage it would be intelligence and proficiency because you are proficient 24 it's coming along pretty pretty well do i have food yeah muriel had brought food up to the room and you're having a chance to eat and write down
3: this is nice there's rain outside there's no one else bothering me i can just sit here with (laughs) my pens and inks and just write this is what i was meant for
0: (sighs) this is good after some time, you do eventually hear over the earring, Akiva. Screw a dinner, please. No, thank you. I I wipe off my pen
3: <laughs>
4: nib.
0: So you're you're putting your stuff away. Screw. Yep.
4: Opens the door to an old woman.
0: Well, as he turns towards the door, there is Bai standing at it.
4: Hi, Bai.
3: I didn't hear you come in. I am still wiping my hands of ink and everything else. Can I help you?
0: Yes, dear. I'm curious. You said you're from Verapol. Yeah. It's
3: nice. We don't have to worry about rain so much down there. It's in a cavern.
0: Ah, and your family, what are they like? They're harsh but fair.
3: What about you? Do you have a family? I'm packing up. <laughs> we could continue to talk downstairs. I haven't had coffee.
0: You probably should have some. You need to be awake tonight.
3: Okay. Everything okay? I mean... Your friend found a fiend in the inn. <sighs> darn it. Thanks for telling me. I was already kind of on edge. Apparently, people don't like their elders around here. It's kind of weird. No. Are you going to be all right? I mean, I appreciate
0: you going out of your way to tell me. I'll be fine, dear. Okay. Just wanted to make sure you were all right. Thanks, Bye. I appreciate it. Of course.
3: I'm going to just open the door. Please, after you.
0: Ah, thank you. Just be cautious, Scriv.
3: Why? What's wrong? I mean, besides the fiend thing, but I'm sure that-
0: I would hate for anything bad to happen to you. To any of you.
3: You're so sweet.
0: Thank you, dear. It seems like you're going to be busy for a short time. I suppose I should just go to my room.
3: Well, have a good night. See you in the morning. I mean, assuming this fiend doesn't burn this entire place to the ground and we all die. Assuming so. Assuming so. (laughs) And I'm gonna go down the stairs. What a nice old
2: lady. After I had signaled, I was gonna still try to make my way up to his room to at least meet him halfway to get him.
0: So I'm gonna say you would catch him at the stairs, but you are also going to tell... Belinda and valen something really quickly by the way as you guys were getting up from the table Belinda Valen you noticed the half elf with the plate armor watched you guys and started to kind of sit up a little straighter and get a little That's more good. serious I was, gonna,
4: I was gonna talk with him ideally before we left
0: you got the sense that like oh he he picked up that something's up
1: okay uh was Zul's about to say something to me
0: can we talk for one second yeah so he's kind of gesturing like away from the group towards kind of just the edge of the room so he could talk quietly.
1: Oh, we could just do this telepathically.
0: So, do you ever say that telepathically?
1: Yeah, yeah. He's
0: like, oh, sorry, I f- forgot you could do that for a second. Yeah, no problem. So, part of my vision, the one that uh, that brought me here in the first place, I have two items on me that are very important. One is part of something else; it's got some power in it. But the the other, the other is part of the essence of Tenebris. My vision doesn't show me making it. Alive, my vision showed my death. I needed you to know that these are here.
1: Well, we can't risk them being taken.
0: No, we can't.
1: Shoot. Does it end tonight?
0: Things are seeming that way. All right. Do you want to hold on to
1: these items?
0: I'm trusting the four of you.
1: I don't want to, but I will.
0: All right. We should exchange them out of sight, if at all possible, if there's apparently a fiend around.
1: Okay. Yeah. Not sure where this fiend is. A lot is happening right now. Yeah. None of this is going according to plan. (laughs) It's a little unsettling. How large are these things? Can you just hand them to me really quickly? Do you have them in a bag or something?
0: Belinda, you hear the the slightest like snap of a, a chain, and you see he kind of like slips out from under his shirt a small black amulet and tucks it into your palm.
1: Okay, I really don't want to take this, but there doesn't seem to be a better option right now.
0: Valen, roll a wisdom check for me. Eighteen. Okay, Valen, you heard the snapping of a chain, and it sounds so much louder in your ears than it should be.
4: Seriously, that's. I'm just spinning.
1: Okay, I'm going to take it and put it in my pouch, which I have. Okay. So I will tuck it in there quickly and say, "Sorry, that was one item."
0: You want to hold them both? No. I can. I can use the dagger if need be. That's. That's not what they care about. They care about that. He's going to kind of like half gesture towards you.
1: I will take it. If this is. If this is how it ends.
0: Look, I have a fake on me as well. I thought we might need to dupe them but they're gonna want me dead either way
1: who is they
0: people of tenebris okay he is a demon lord
1: this is not what i signed up for
0: i know and i apologize but right now you're the only four i can trust all
1: right i guess i will take the dagger as well i can stow that okay I didn't do a sleight of hand check for the other one. Can I try to take things?
0: Oh, he's, he's sleight of hand, like putting it in your oh, hands. Okay. okay So gotcha. like you feel a press and you feel like little sharp edges. And then you notice the blade too. It's a almost pure white with a slight spiral of gold along where the handle is. But the handle doesn't end in a pommel. It ends like in like slight jagged edges, like it's part of something else.
1: Can I do a quick check on these powerful items?
0: Make two Arcana checks for me real quick.
1: I just realized, Doc, oh no,
0: he's not here. (laughs) Okay, so you got a 12 and a 15. With the 15, you're not sure what the dagger is. You'd have to definitely study it a lot more closely. The 12, you have heard that powerful beings tend to put part of themselves into items in order to try and stay alive if their bodies were destroyed. If anything happens to me, get those to your royal cleric. He knows what to do with them.
1: Is there anything else you could tell me? I know you had some other information.
0: Uh, the attack is supposed to be a cover story. I mean, that doesn't mean that they're not going to attack Orenthal. That's still the plan. That's, I don't know what Tenebris wants. I, it, These? Tenebris wants those. Well, specifically Great. his essence. I don't know if he knows about the, the dagger.
1: What will happen if I use the dagger?
0: I'm not sure. I can't use it. I mean, I, I can stab people with it, sure enough, but <laughs> <laughs> I tried to uh, attune to it and I was rejected.
1: Okay. Okay. Thank you for trusting me. I'll try to follow through on this. I will say a quick prayer to Adar, just in case.
0: Roll religion for me.
1: Hey, 23.
0: Okay. You actually get something, and it's been a long time since you felt something. You happen to take the slightest glimpse out of a window, as if your vision was guided there. And you notice that while it's dark outside, you are a half-elf, so you can see shape and all that in the darkness, Right. there's an area you can't see the shapes and it's moving towards you
1: i will telepathically reach out to valen <laughs>
0: <laughs> this conversation happening very quickly yeah. but akiva you initially mentioned to valen like hey she disappeared yeah well i had turned around because
2: i'm still a distance away and was like i'm out she's gone and then i just walked off to go get Scriv.
0: okay so you're running up the stairs just as like Scriv is heading towards the stairs
4: okay and i'm just like "Scriv there's a
0: fiend valen what are you up to
4: i hear a chain yeah real loud yeah freak out how much of the uh, sleight of hand do I see?
0: Roll a perception check for me. 21. You notice Zola slips something to Belinda, but just one thing that you notice.
4: Okay, that's fine. That's uh, I'll ask her about that later. Yep. Now getting real paranoid, checking doors, making sure none of them are randomly covered in darkness that I can't see through other nightmare scenarios. I'll reach over to the uh, half-elf, looking like he's of he's rank.
0: Yeah, he doesn't have the symbol of the Red Men, but he's an authority figure. Uh, You would notice, having served some time with military, he has a captain's insignia.
4: Captain, what's your name?
0: He's already starting to get up. Captain Gavin, and yours?
4: Valen Blackwater. Proud to say I served among the Red Men before your time. Likely, it was about 36 years ago. Would you gentlemen be interested in helping keep this building safe? I don't know what the going rates are right now, but I know for a fact that there is a fiend within 60 feet- Of where I'm standing right now. Immediately,
0: all of the red men grab their halberds, and you see them like have their crossbows, they get that set, they start strapping shields to their arm.
4: Good to see I can still trust the men. All right.
0: And the captain just says, like, where should we head? He's just looking around.
1: And Belinda's going, Valen! <laughs>
4: yes, Belinda.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Telepathically, <laughs> pointing out the window. There is something moving towards us through that window. I think that might be what you're looking for. Do
4: I see the darkness?
2: I imagine at this time, Scriv and I would have grouped with everybody.
0: Yeah, so you guys are heading downstairs. Valen, since she's pointing right towards it, it takes you a moment, but you kind of see the, the shapes of wheat kind of up there. And the shapes seem to just disappear into darkness for a moment, and it's moving closer.
4: I will just look at Gavin, point at my eyes, point out the window.
0: He stares out and turns to the rest of the men there and just says, Crossbow's at the ready. Everyone to a window. Now. He then goes up to Muriel. Get everyone else in here who doesn't know how to fight into a back room.
4: Are the windows hinged? Like, can we open them, or am I going to have to dive out of this thing face first?
0: You can open them. It is pouring rain, thunder, and lightning is starting.
2: Is the waitress and whoever was meeting the front desk, are they moving to the background?
1: Yeah, the burskes will kind of gather them. Yeah. I'll be like, Scriv, can you help get the, the bursts out mm-hmm. of the way?
0: Yeah, you see Muriel go up to Caden, and they starts to head upstairs.
4: I'll go with them. same. How far out is the amorphous darkness, roughly?
0: It's about 150 feet. And closing in.
4: At what rate?
0: Uh, about 30 feet every six seconds.
4: Cool, cool. Cool. So we have like two solid rounds to do some stuff.
0: The farmland and all that is about 100 feet from the building, just so you're aware.
1: Tony. I'd like to switch to my precognition focus, which gives me advantage on initiative rolls, just in case.
0: Okay. Lazarus is currently not out. All right. So as you guys see these orbs of darkness slowly approaching you also notice since you're staring directly out there that the vegetation's moving and what are you guys doing
2: well currently screw and i are evacuating the people into a spare room
0: that doesn't take very long since they were already on their way and doing that okay then i'm actually down here then not upstairs
1: i am going to tell valen i have to stay out of too much danger i'll be up front
3: i want to run over to the temple Okay.
0: You're running out the front door?
3: Unless there's a side door that lets me like jump into this window or something. I mean, you can (laughs) jump out another window and-
1: Oh, please tell me you going to jump from window to window. I'm going to jump from window to window.
0: You jump out of one window and run over to the next one, quickly jumping through into the Shrine of Umera and surprise the priest and three acolytes that are there as you kind of just- Jump in.
3: By the way, this isn't a solid stained glass window I'm jumping through, right? Like, it's an actual open window? It opens. Okay.
0: (laughs) You didn't just crash through a window.
3: I just want to make sure, but okay. You
0: see a couple of them, like, actually quickly put a hand on the gardening tools that are actually on the altar? They kind of, like, stare at
4: you and-
3: Hi. We're holding up next door. Apparently there's an attack coming in from a fiend. So if you'd like, you could stay with us. Please? (laughs) Please?
0: Roll persuasion.
3: Wow. Holy. That is a 19 on the die plus (laughs) my one in persuasion. (laughs) It was the please that did it.
0: It was the please. Um, You see the Triton actually rushes and grabs a bunch of the bows that are at the back. Another of the Acolytes grabs a bunch of arrows and starts to follow you.
3: All right. I want to grab as much as I can to help them out and then help them out the window and then help them into the next window.
0: Okay, so you are able to start getting outside to help them out the window before something's going to happen, but we'll get to you in a minute. Valen, Akiva, Belinda, what are you guys doing?
1: I'm going to be focusing on being defensive, I think, for the most part. Okay. Basically,
0: this is right before whatever it is is coming out of the fields.
1: Okay, Tony, I'm going to go ahead and spend the points to use my precognitive hunch ability.
0: Which does what for you?
1: So it's a bonus action. I open myself to receive momentary insights. It's a. It's basically bless.
0: Okay, cool. I don't have anything other than
2: just getting into position. So you're just by a window?
0: Yeah,
4: I'm right there, pretty much next to Zolus.
0: Okay, you see Zolus pulls out a hand crossbow.
4: Would, would you like to send your buddy Lazarus out with me to maybe distract people? Yeah,
2: I can do that. Then I'll go ahead and snap him in.
0: So this little pseudo dragon appears beside you.
2: I am about to go out this window. He'll go outside with you, and he'll circle above, so I can also get kind of a view.
4: Just have him be swooping down and yeah, <laughs> help because I'm gonna need it. Okay, I will open the window. That way, people can use that window to fire from and stuff.
0: You see, like every member of the Red Men, like one is at the window and has a crossbow out and is ready to like open and fire as whatever is happening is happening.
4: I will cast light on the front of my shirt. Okay, so you are a beacon. That way, I'm lighting up whatever I'm facing. And then bonus action, clench my fists and cast divine favor. Nice. Okay,
0: so as you're kind of coming out, you focus all of this divine energy through yourself. You see emerging the shambling bodies of skeletons and zombies, dozens of them. Oh boy. Oh boy. And that is where we're going to leave this episode for today.
3: Thank you all for listening. Please share this with your friends and follow us on Twitter at Rules is Written, or check out our website at dndraw.com, and feel free to email any questions to the DM at dm at dndraw.com. Also, subscribe and leave us a review or comment anywhere podcasts are found. And please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash dndraw. Until next time.